You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Welcome to the Inclusive AF podcast. This is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. And this is the celebrity edition. <laughs> so well, maybe it's the, the celebrity, it's the gossip edition. Yeah, the gossip. Yeah, the celebrity uh, troublemakers. I don't even yeah, know. I don't know, but I like it. Um, so for those of you who are listening and not watching on YouTube, um, we have our It's Britney bitch, bitch. Is what it says on the. It says, but there's but a star on the eye. So, but we have those shirts on that Jackie bought for us. So we would be matchy matchy. Um, (laughs) So fantastic. Um, So yeah. Um, Do we want to start off with Brittany since we have the shirts on and we can talk a little bit? I think it's only appropriate. Okay. Okay. So have you watched the, uh, I don't, it's not called Free Britney Spears. What's the name of the documentary? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. I will get the name of the documentary. What did you think of said documentary, Jacqueline? I just, I felt so almost guilty, like a guilty Mm -hmm. pleasure. Like I didn't realize that this was going on at the time. I was a little triggered by how we treat women, especially young women. Oh, it's called Framing Britney Spears. Thank you. Yes. Documentary name, Framing Britney Spears. So triggered by the way that we've treated. I felt triggered by all of it. Mm -hmm. There were so many things that I don't, I don't, I don't, we don't consider. Um, And part of it is we're older now. We are older too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So at the time it was like, we want to be her. There are definitely some things in there that we're triggering. And I think that we should discuss those things and how we treat women and the misogynistic media and how we treat people, even how this translates, I think, into some of the workspace, even though this is the celebrity edition. No. Yeah. Yes. So I, um, so there's multiple layers to my concerns with the documentary. Like an onion. Like an onion. Um, and it's not even, I should say with the documentary with like how we did treat her. And, and, you know, it goes back to exactly what you just said. Like the, a first it was, she wasn't sexual enough. And then it was, she was too sexual depending on who you asked. And then, you know, to ask a young woman, have you lost your virginity? Are you a virgin? Like a, how completely. And, and I remember that interview. I remember when that was going on because we were all speculating like, Hey, did they or didn't they, they have sex, meaning Justin Timberlake and her, because they'd been dating for a while, but they had both taken this vow of celibacy. And so it was a little bit of like, well, yeah, probably they did, but do we really know? But oh, it was well, like- we make it our business? Exactly, exactly. That's the issue was like, it became such a thing that we needed to know. Um, and, and I will say, well, we can get to Justin in a minute, but um, I think that that interview and that piece of the video, like of the documentary, I was crying because I was like, oh my goodness gracious, this poor girl, little girl is what she is. It was, and how we kind of terrorized her, like honestly. And the, the part of the video where she's trying to get to the kids and Kevin is denying her the, the night she attacked the car with the umbrella right it's like that whole like scene 
it was like, oh my goodness gracious. Like, of course she did that. Like, what was she supposed to do when they're literally hounding her? Why won't Kevin let you see the kids? What have you done? What have you done? What have you done? What did we expect her to do? It just, so. And what do we expect any of these people to do? Right. Um, It's time to, as we kind of peel back this onion, it's time to stop normalizing things. Why was that? Why was it? Why did we make it seem like, I mean, the public felt like they were owed something. Right. Exactly. Well, and and we're doing it again right now with Harry and Markle. No, no. (laughs) Prince Harry and his wife, whatever her name is. I'll remember in a minute. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like I, it's one of those things where it is this like, they don't owe you anything just because they're in a movie or they sing songs or whatever. And I think the other part was, and they talked about this in the documentary was, and I, I'm not that invested in Britney Spears that I've read any of the document or any of the biographies. So I guess her mom wrote a biography. And one of the things she said is after the second child, she probably had postpartum depression. And, and that's why she also was reacting because she had the second baby and then filed for divorce. And then all of these things were happening with custody. And that's when she you know, went crazy. And I'm using air quotes when I say that, but that was kind of the message was Brittany's crazy. And it's like, or she's dealing with some really traumatic things. And also on top of that has postpartum depression. So I just feel like, you know, and this goes into how we don't look at like real life, like postpartum depression is real. It's a real thing. Why do we not accommodate for that? Like there are things that we don't consider um, when it comes to things like that or just the stress and things that are going on in real life and then expect people to not be affected. The scariest part for me in any of those things is when you see the press chasing people as they're trying to go into their hotel room or into their, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is and seeing how people are attacked and then you get to the celebrity and people say, Oh, it makes it, it makes it okay. Well, yeah. I mean, even just watching that documentary and you saw like the hangers on that were Paris Hilton and um, you know, some of these other folks that Lindsay Lohan and you're like, they weren't, well, I guess Lindsay Lohan did have her own kind of set of, of movies and things that she was doing, but even that you're like these people are definitely using Brittany and, and it was just sad to see. Um, but I agree with you. I think part of this is also the, I don't care what car Chloe Kardashian got into and what hotel she stayed at. And, and I don't care who she's with or not with, it's not my business. Like, and I think that's the piece that it has been monetized completely to know every single detail of someone's life if they are considered a celebrity. And, and I guess I'm of an age that I'm like, I don't actually care. So great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very happy for you, but, but I think then that goes to the next one, which is the one that just happened this past week with Lady Gaga that, and those dogs. So her dogs were kid or dog napped. I was going to say kidnapped, dog napped, but the dog walker got shot. Like what in the world? Like someone thought I'm going to steal Lady Gaga's dogs and I'm going to shoot this person to get the dogs. How wrong with people? 
And and I'm not laughing to make fun of the person that was shot. I'm laughing because I it just that's such a bizarre concept to me that I assume the person did it so they could make money, but to shoot someone like you're going to jail. You had to do that on purpose, right? Like you had to plan that out. A gun to kidnap some dogs to dog nap some dogs. But then I guess the other part is, and I already said this to you earlier, $500,000 reward for any, for risk, the return of the dogs. It makes me want to go out and get me some dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Kidding. Yeah. Fully kidding. Totally. But joking. they were talking about the FBI about like, okay, that's why we don't offer awards or we right. don't go through because now people will start harming other people for their pets. Right. And, and yeah, you're going to see even, you know, hopefully we won't, but you know, there is that, will we see more of similar things like this because of, of what, you know, this precedent that has now been set, which we always talk about precedent in HR, um, not to bring it back to HR, but I do love HR. Okay. So Lady Gaga thought, tell me. I was so sad, especially when you're out of town and you trust somebody to watch your pets. Like I was sad about that. But then I, I was also baffled of what kind of world do we live in where someone said, I've got an idea. Right. You know, and so that was traumatizing. That was traumatizing. And it is interesting that we don't look at this as we don't look at the problem with gun violence in our country. We're worried about Lady Gaga's dogs being gone. Like you said, there was a person that was that could have been completely murdered. Mm-hmm. and we don't look at that as an issue that's that no. was the thing that i kept saying like if since this is going to get more attention since it got more attention than us actually like looking for life on the moon can we care about the person involved maybe yeah and not I think lady gaga right like, well and and there were the one article i read there were updates from lady gaga's dad of like oh hey he's doing okay he came out of icu and he's doing well but again it's the it wasn't even like a, hey, they shot him in the foot to grab the dogs. They shot him in the chest. And so yeah. it's also like, wowzers, trousers. Like that is just a whole nother level <laughs> of angst or or just not, not a good decision. Not a good decision at all. And they have so many videos of it that I have a feeling that the people that did it will get caught, I hope, um, and will be... Um, held accountable but uh, speaking of getting caught this yes. week flood cruise can we talk about flood, cru- flood uh, cruise the celebrity because- edition it just keeps coming <laughs> because oh ted cruise i live in texas and i'm telling you there were so many things wrong mm-hmm. so many things wrong <laughs> with that whole thing as people were freezing without water and and resources going to cancun i think i want to start doing that every time i get stressed out i'm gonna be like you know what my kids want to go to cancun i'm out but i think the other part too is that you know the lies that he told throughout the entire thing and then like how it's now and it's like i need you to stop telling all the lies because every time you do yes there's proof that you're lying like the whole like oh it's an uh you know it's a pre-planned trip so we had to do it 
And then, you know, the neighbors said, no, that's not true. This was a, hey, we're fleeing because it's cold. Um, and I, I think the other part too, and this, this is, again, this is the unfortunate piece. This is exactly what you're saying. This guy got all this attention. Meanwhile, Texas is without water, right. without electricity, and, and still has these same still. issues going on. And, you know, AOC, lover or hater, she raised what, like $8 million or something like right. that for, for relief for folks. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's what you should be doing. And, and I just am baffled. And this is not even a political lines situation. This is a be a decent human. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcast, and now available on YouTube. It is that's your whole job is to support right. the people. So why don't you support the people? I don't Speaking, know. Speaking, wait, but that takes me to the next select, and some of it is political celebrity. Just okay. Because. Sorry. Yes, we can go there to the CPAP conference this uh, week wait cpac but i like calling it cpap, CPAP which mm -hmm. is like you know yeah. in case mm -hmm. you have and you yeah yeah so the cpap convention this week the people that were in the like they were supposed to have a vote this week to for covid relief mm -hmm. and there were several people that said they could not be there in person to vote because of fear of covid who later end up being on the roster speaking at the CPAC convention, which I think is completely made up. Well, like I don't think it's a real. I've never heard of it before until this week. Is this something well, it's a, a political action committee? I mean, yeah, it's absolutely it, no. It's a thing. I think the piece is that I I had not heard that part of them not voting, but then being there like that is yes, of course, like of course they are. But then I think the other piece is the everything about that convention from the design of the stage like there's so many things wrong and i don't think it's like oh you know people are are writing into this like there is a nazi symbol that's the shape of the stage like what like it, it goes back to like that you know the pr stuff of like no one looked at that and went hey that that doesn't look good maybe like not. let's let's maybe not do this and and it wasn't like even like it doesn't even make sense as a stage because it's like a weird design like it isn't even like oh we were trying to be really cool and have this a different stage design no it's a nazi symbol thank you but the end katie i just yes. googled it just so you know it wasn't it was 13 13 republicans voted by proxy that because were all couldn't. speakers at CPAC and they said that they didn't want to speak literally on the form it said because of the ongoing pandemic they were too afraid to go vote to in come person in and vote yeah and went on a plane to Orlando to talk to um other Republican bunch, friends yeah a bunch of Republicans trying to raise money um wowzers and then I think oh, the that's other the pack oh yes. I'm dumb 
I get it. Yes, you know this. No, 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 no. And then I think the other (laughs) one that just uh, came out, I think it just came out this morning or maybe it was yesterday, is Laura Ingram and her Nazi salute to our former president who shall not be named on this podcast any longer. Mm And 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 the oh no she was just waving and like the if you watch the whole video it is at best disturbing because you're like no that wasn't a wave that was definitely a her face everything about it was a salute that we are all very familiar with um so yeah just yuck yuck to everything with that and again i know we i just said hey let's not get political but the yuckiness of every part of that conference or meeting, whatever the heck it is, just yuck. And it's very yucky. And the the hate and the lies that just continue are very Wait, aren't upsetting. you shocked at this part? I mean, it, the thing is, no. it's like I get it. Like I wanted to, the thing that I have been putting all this together in research of all of these things together is that it is a microcosm of what we have to imagine that people have to deal with these same types of people and ideals at work and people are closeted. And so it's like, we have to talk about the craziness and chaos of what you can expect and how, what you might want to look out for in your own places of work to see if there is an issue of concern, not even in some cases, when people are, I have a rule when people are passionately wrong, I don't try to have conversations. I'm just leaving. And some people, it's an opportunity to have discussions at work because we want to have people have discussions, but you need to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away and know when to run. From the great Kenny Rogers. Philosopher, wisdom. the great. <laughs> the great philosopher, <laughs> Kenny Rogers, That's keeping right. with our celebrity theme. That's right. Um, Wowzers. Can we talk about another one that I really like? Yes. So, and this one actually happened like a week ago and we did actually post it. I either, I posted it on my Instagram or we posted it on the inclusive AF Instagram. I can't remember which, I think I did it on mine. Dolly Parton turning down the statue um, in yes. Tennessee, which like, she is just, uh, I can't she love is her more. Ultimate OG. For reals. Like she's amazing. And, and I think it's, it's so good. And, you know, I do hope, and I think she kind of said at the end, like, maybe after I'm gone, you can do that, which I think is so cute. But I also, it's like the, what a positive message of like, it's not about me, like just let's do some good stuff and let's do good work. And there's so many things we could be focused on other than a statue of me. And I just love that message so much. She's almost a saint. Right. (laughs) Right. Saint Dolly. We all Saint need Saint Do- Dolly. We need her in our life more. Um, I have been paying a lot more attention to, uh, because I'm in Texas specifically, um, to a lot more country singers mm-hmm. that are stepping up in this way. I've, I've found to be hilarious, especially people who are seasoned. I'll use the word seasoned. Huh? Because people only thought... They, you know, you think you know someone, but you can get to, it's kind of sad that people are having to step up and saying various things that have been going on, but it's like, I don't want to be associated with that because, um, country music specifically 
has always been something that they associate with America. And born out, I mean, I'm not saying right, it's right, because it wasn't, but that's a whole different day. Mm-hmm. And so people are associating it, people like being rednecks or racist right, or right. having these conservative ideals. Um, but then like we had that last, this past week, um, was it, I, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago that one Morgan Wallen person used a I racist just, slur on yeah. there and people immediately pulled his contract. Um, and, uh, I think it was Luke Combs now was associated with Luke Combs as a country singer who was, con- who was associated with a lot of Confederate flag imagery who has since apologized. And so those days make me feel like we can get to a safer place. Like we're getting to a place of introspection, mm-hmm. um, at least for some. And I think it starts in some of those homes are starting conversations that might not occur otherwise. Absolutely. And I think it, it, some of it, I think, started with even just the NASCAR situation with um, Bubba. Bubba Wallace. Thank you. I'm like, what's his last name? I'm I know a, you know I'm him. A, I'm you NASCAR are a NASCAR fan. fan. I know. I'm the, I'm the only one of my friends, only five people that I, I know. Yeah. I see my NASCAR experience. Um, I was a big fan of Tony Stewart. And then um, people got sad. And then people got sad. Um, and I actually, so he is tiny. So I actually was able to meet him. He was at my previous employer's uh, corporate office for an event that included Danica Patrick as well. You all know where I used to work, so I'm not going to actually mention the name, but I was able to meet them both. And they are tiny, 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 tiny. They are um, the and- smallest people you've ever, I never realized. <laughs> Right. How tiny they are to fit in those cars. I'm like, I mm -mm, no, not my first race. So just to throw that in there, my first race, because I am a NASCAR fan. And and if anybody wants to talk to me about that, we can do that at some point. Um, So I was like meeting them. It was a big blow up. Like I got to go see the cars and I got to go in the garage and I was like, yay. And all these things were going on for my very first race. And then it was like, oh, we're going to take pictures. The people are coming out. They're here. They're here. The racers. And I'm like, where, where? And literally. They're little tiny. Todd said horse jockeys. They're like, well, yeah, yes. Very similar. Tiny Mm -hmm. people. They, you have to be 200 pounds and there are drivers where they have to load it with like sandbags so that they, the weight inside the car equals 200 pounds. Which is bananas. Not something they would have to do for me. No. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear. Um, But yeah, I, anyhow, like that one. So yes, I am glad that there is a, and I won't even say a reckoning. I think it's more just an awareness. And, you know, and I talk about this and you and I talk about this so much of like, part of it is just awareness of like, yeah, that's not okay anymore. Yeah. That's not something that you should say. Yeah. That's not something that is acceptable, but I think it's just a, this is the whole thing when we talk about diversity is, and just equity, actually equity and equality. It's, it's not a flip the switch and everything's going to be perfect. It does take work. And especially in the workplace, I, I agree with the Kenny Rogers analogy of like, you need to know when it's just like, nope, let's walk away. And part of the trainings that I do, it's really the, how to create people and create environments we're not the person that's getting microaggressed 
or the person that has some racial slur or something that's being done to them or in front of them or about them. It's how to create that allyship for everyone else that you all need to step up. This isn't on the person that is the object or the focus of the horrible saying or horrible thing. And I think that's a piece that people get. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to step up and go, yes, yeah, stop doing that. It's not okay. And it doesn't have to, this is the other part. You don't, it doesn't have to happen to you for you to be able to make a determination if something is right or wrong. Amen. Yes. And so many, um, here is an example of something that happened this week. Uh, in speaking to someone, they were going to have a, um, event, a get to know you event at work. And as part of that, asked people to submit baby pictures to which I flew in and I went completely ape and and only because I'm usually one of the few black people. So I'm like, that's not fun for me. And I was like, and and if somebody's trans or if they didn't have parents or if they were in an orphanage or they ran away from home, like you, and I mean, as you know, I get passionate. So the more passionate I got, the more examples that I got. And I said, what are, you know, that's not going to be fun for the trans person. And then the response was, oh, who's trans? I was like, you don't know. Right. That's kind of the point. Is it you? Right. Like. But it's also like, that is the part that I I, I have never liked the baby picture one. Cause I always just think it's. <laughs> It's weird. I was a very cute baby though. I believe it. I, can I see it. well, no, I'm serious because I was 10 pounds, 10 ounces. So I was like cheeks for days. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I was cute. I um, <laughs> but I also, yeah, it's the, these things of let's try to create an environment where people get uncomfortable because of what, of what we're asking them to do versus Let's just, it's see, like, let's take this two or three steps down the road versus just thinking about, Hey, this might be a fun thing to do. Like I was telling some of this past week, I'm like, I am an HR person, like to the core where I, my first thought is like, how can this go badly? Yes. You know, what's the, what's the, the worst case scenario? How can this go sideways? All of those things, or what's the legal ramification for yes. the thing that you're doing? Um, and so it is just the goodness gracious, like how can we slow some of those things down? But I think another great example of the, how can things go wrong? We also saw this this past week and I'm going to go with it being a LinkedIn learning or Linda learning issue, Mm. not the brand that was outed. Um, So LinkedIn learning or Linda as it's called um, had some problematic training on their platform, but they also offer a gazillion trainings. And so, you know, when you are a subscriber of said gazillion, I don't know if that's a, is that a number? I think gazillion is, it's, it's on my list. It seems legit, right? Yeah. It rhymes. (laughs) With something. (laughs) something. (laughs) It rhymes with other words that sound right. Counts. When you have that many trainings, because I don't even know, I, I don't actually know what the number is of trainings that are available if you are a subscriber. And so many companies subscribe to that because there's a ton of technical training content that 
tech companies like to use. There's also a lot of really great DNI training on there, but there's also there's a lot of really bad ones though. Yes. <laughs> there's bad. one like there's a there's one creepy one that said, I, I mean, and it it was this is an opinion. It said diversity is not a movement or a program. It's like a lifestyle. And I was like, wait, stop, wait. And this is from somebody who's like super like, like on the road show. And I was like, okay. And this is what I always explain. Like when people say to me, I don't want it. Don't just check off the box. And I'm like, if you need to check off the box, check off the box. And so she was saying, it's a lifestyle. I was like, yeah, but if you don't have to, people cannot be self-governed, obviously which is what has brought us to this point of just human nature. If we need to make it a program so we can make it a lifestyle or make it a part of our company values, then we do that. But when you tell the person who says we shouldn't have a diversity program, that it shouldn't be a program, that's as far as they get mm -hmm. into the learning. And that, and it's within the first three minutes of this particular training. And it was used as evidence to me why we don't need diversity programs. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain -brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. And, and I guess my... Um... I have the same concern that you do because I think there is this belief that, yeah, it should just happen naturally. And you're like, yeah, but it hasn't happened naturally for 200 plus years. So Ever. maybe, so maybe the programs, maybe the initiatives will get us moving in the right direction. And is, and, and there's no be all cure, be all end all cure that, oh, if we do this one thing and we flip the switch, then everything's going to be perfect. But it's, we have to take steps in the right direction. And, and it's even, you know, part of the, the work that I think all companies need to do. And we talked about this is that awareness campaign, you know, that awareness of what is diversity? Why do we care about it as a company? And not just a statement that's on your website, but truly the leadership talking about it. And, you know, and that means giving the leaders, here's your FAQs, sir, in a town hall, when someone's asking this question, this is what you should say giving them the tools because That's i think right. there's also this expectation of if i'm a leader at you know vp plus or whatever level i should just know this stuff yeah and it's not part of the curriculum it's not part no. of the mba understanding no. diverse people at work it's not part of the curriculum and i can tell you and because this is the work that katie and i do but we can learn something tomorrow and be like oh crap we've been doing this wrong this whole time and mm -hmm. I think there's been situations where, you know, we catch each other and this is all we do. Like we, I still need to need my own checklist of making sure that I'm, I'm, I'm thoughtful in my response because I'm also human mm -hmm. and I have, we're all pain averse and we're all out for our own self-interest. That's just the way it works. Mm -hmm. I mean, but people need to understand that 
there is understanding that has to go along with this. It's not, I, it, for the most air quote woke group, there are things that we are continuously learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always make it easier for people to understand by utilizing like food because I like it. But I still, <laughs> every time I start a diet, ask, uh, well, how much is a, how many calories is a piece of pepperoni pizza? It really should be in the book. Stop trying to to make pizza work for you. It's right. not going to work for you. But I still check just in case. Right. But I think this also goes to, it's actually, I'm building some content right now for a client that um, they wanted to do like, what are words or what are things that we use in tech or in any company that we shouldn't be using? And so like things that are, so like, um, I have a list of those. Yeah. I think we all do. It's the, like, for example, grandfathering something in, like, where did that come from? Right. Where, like, what are those things that we need to be thinking about? Um, I'm trying to, I'm pulling it up because I want to just We're always talking about the words. Yeah. And, and it's once that you like the, so, you know, like in tech, you whitelist a, an email address if you're sending out a survey versus, you know, if you blacklist something, you're blocking that email forever. If you, um, if you're talking about the controls, so like you have the slave and master when you're talking about certain, um, technical building, technical things in the processes around it. And again, very problematic. Um, so it's also these, like the one that I have a bunch of them now tipping point is another one that is was something that was used in neighborhoods. What was the tipping point for there being too many African-Americans and tipping point is one that I use all the time. And I'm like, Oh my God. So like, I need to like step back from that and start to think about what some of these words are and what the, and it's, again, it's stuff that we use in everyday speech and don't think twice about it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm selling my house right now and I'm struggling because I keep referring to the primary bedroom or the main bedroom as those instead of you know, the master those, bedroom instead of the master bedroom and and I have not gotten up the courage and I need to to ask my real estate agent about that um but there are so many things that even ones that you don't even think about so hip hip hooray yeah never heard that. I don't think about that and it's like there's so many oh, and I think you know the one that's probably the most recent for all of us is this um idea of the chinese virus And, you know, and again, all of these things, like they probably don't even seem like that big a deal, or they feel like, oh, that's just language that's used every day. And so we need to not worry about it, but the implications, and we're seeing it right now in the, um, Asian, uh, Asia Pacific, um, population that they are literally being attacked and hurt. Um, and I don't know if you know, saw the most recent one. I just saw one this past week where a gentleman was on the subway and literally got cut from ear to ear yes. by someone and like, you know, almost like Joker style, like what in the world, why, why are we as a nation doing these things? And, but anyways, I, 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 I do want to tell people just to back up a little bit. It, there, there is, it's an inclusive naming.org. There is a Google group. They meet twice, um, twice a month. I think it's like every other Monday 
and they are actually getting together to specifically try to reduce bias languages in tech. Anybody nice. can be a part of it. There's a word replacement list. I'll put the link in the in the chat. But that was one of that they they were talking about the blacklisting. I knew about the master slave reasoning, but they're actually getting together to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times, this is is a it's an opportunity to to discuss a bigger issue, right? Because it is bigger than the actual word. The other one, please stop using spirit animal. I not will. you specifically, but no, but that's yeah. another another one that has come up. I use up. it all the time. Yeah, that's my spirit animal. And and actually I, I was reading something and Rihanna got called out because she used that language of spirit animal. And the response from her was, Oh my gosh, didn't think about it. I'm so sorry. Apologize. I'll do better next time or I won't use that anymore. Thank you, Rihanna, for actually showing how you do this the right way, that you apologize and you do better. Um, and so I think there's just the language, and we talk about language so much, you and I, and it's just, it's also constantly evolving. But yeah, we will put the inclusivenaming.org, we'll put that in the show notes so you can check it out and join if you are interested. Um, any other celebrity news that we need to discuss i i'm i'm megan markle yes thank you <laughs> you said markle i was thinking angela angela markle from germany yeah um no yeah the non-duchess um, of, of sussex is she yes. still the duchess of sussex because no. she used to be a princess is she nothing she's just she's, megan no Megs. more title yeah no more title for either of them they have uh stepped away completely and the message from Queen Elizabeth is okay. We're done now, and we've oh yeah, because Oprah—they they are going to be on Oprah. Well, they she, were on Oprah today. Harry was on um, James Corden the other night. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it was actually really good. But part of what he is talking about is the fact that Megan's getting all the heat for oh you mm -hmm. you know brainwashed Harry and you've done all these things, and he's like, no, I did this for my family. My mother got killed by the paparazzi. I don't know if you're all aware. So this is, you know, something that I don't want to be a part of anymore. I don't want to have any part of this life and really took ownership of the decision that was made as the, hey, I am taking care of my family. I'm taking care of my people. And, you know, I'm glad he said that because I think Megan has taken a ton of heat for the decision there to, to leave the royal family. Um, all right, my friend. So lessons from this one is don't vote for Ted Cruz ever. <laughs> Free Britney. Um, free Britney. Yeah. And I'm, oh, like, let's circle back really quick. I don't think Britney wants to be freed. I think she wants to be under a conservatorship because I actually do think there are some mental health issues there that yes. hopefully she is getting help for. But I also think her dad needs to not be... A horrible human and step aside um and justin timberlake i do want to talk about him for one second well yes because you know i really thought i was dating um justin timberlake at the time all of this was going down <laughs> he didn't know he was your boyfriend my boyfriend oh um, that's very nice congrats so when we got into conversation even with the perm well i'm just saying even at, that was really when we were on the outs during the cowboy hat perm 
when he him and all denim matching outfits i knew it was over yeah. between us yes that was certain. that was the day um <laughs> yes and but I, I think he has gotten the pass as i mean and i think we've all acknowledged that he's gotten a pass uh, when the whole um his people get the pass they get the pass it's very easy for him to be like oh yeps and he even tried to make it better and it was just like oh shut up yeah just go away and and think about what you've done like we're all good here but i i do think i'm glad he again acknowledged apologized and said he'll do better because i think those are actions that need to happen but i also do think for britney for janet jackson there is also this piece of like, quit making it the woman who is the horrible person in this scenario. Like it takes two people in all of these situations, but all right, my friend, let's wrap it up. What you got? What do you want to say? What's your final word? Um, just keep learning, keep learning, accept your mistakes and failures as you make them and as an opportunity to grow and keep doing that. That's what I'd like to say. Um, I'm going to just echo that because that was good. Keep no, learning. you can't. No, you I can't have... just, I, I can't just take yours no. and have a gimme. <laughs> no, because then you'll I, Oh, wait, I said, day. I said already, I said, don't vote for Ted Cruz ever again. Yes, that is. That trumps that is my, my final word. That's my final word of yes. this episode. For anyone that he, anybody who would vote for him or invite him on to uh, to their home for dinner, don't. any of those. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> don't be his friend. He needs to sit quietly and think about what he's done. Um, and also, for those of you who want to join us in Cancun, we'll be going there. <laughs> Uh, my children asked us my children yeah were they like go can we go to cancun too um <laughs> yeah blame me on the kids always a good thing all right folks thank you so much for listening to this episode of the inclusive af podcast um my co-host is jackie clayton i'm jackie clayton and i am katie van horn have a great day uh, bye Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. out.